let's just start. You're a pro. Yeah. You got this. Yeah, I'm a pro. You're a pro. At- Watch me like just completely fuck it up. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, welcome to Spoiler. Hi. Hi, thank you for welcoming me. Thank you for being welcomed. Uh, my name is Mary. I'm Julie. And we're joined here today by Achilles. Hello. Achilles Tendon. Yes, that is my last name, Achilles yeah. Tendon. Yeah, I'm uh, sure no one's ever done that before. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking nailed it. He loves it. Yeah. I love it uh, every single time I hear it. it. Welcome. Thank welcome. you for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, Achilles has joined us today um, because he's never seen the movie The Shape of Water. Mm-hmm. It's actually the shape. When the it's before shape. a consonant, you say the the shape. Is that the rule? Yep. Wow. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was even like if you two. want to emphasize it, it's yeah. like the uh, the, the shape. shape of water. <laughs> I learned that in diction class in college, mm. and it made so much sense in my brain that I always correct it. It's super wow. super annoying. Julie's very fun. You should be very excited <laughs> to be interviewed by her today. Okay, I guess um, this is going to happen every single time yeah, uh, mm-hmm, we have a diction mm-hmm. moment. Okay, yes. we're going to have a diction sidebar. <laughs> the shape of water. The shape of water. Uh, shape of but water. Achilles has never seen the shape of water, mm-hmm. and oh, but nope, he has seen the last ninety seconds. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. That's correct. And based on that last ninety seconds, he's going to describe what he thinks this movie could possibly be about. Yes. Yes. That's it. So to start, we just want to know anything you already maybe know, because it was quite popular. Like you've obviously heard of the movie. Right. So anything you know, like actors in it, anything about the plot so that we know what you know. Okay. I don't know any actors in it. Um, I know very basic information about the movie. So I know it won the Oscar for Best Picture. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Um, I know it was directed by Guillermo del Toro, which kind of like gives it. I, I'm assuming kind of like this gothic, gothic fantasy yeah. uh-huh. vibe. We know, his, we know his shtick. Yeah, I'm nervous um, to say his name, but I'm glad Guillermo you went in Toro. for it. Guillermo. Yeah, Guillermo del Toro. You know his uh, other movie that's uh, very famous, uh, Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah. That I have seen. Okay, mm-hmm. um, and I, I think that's the only movie of his I've seen. I haven't seen like the Hellboy it's movies the only or one anything worth like seeing, that. I think. Pan's well, Labyrinth. also Pan's Labyrinth and Shape of Water are like 10 years apart, which is crazy. Right. Oh, yeah. Long, long and wasn't time. there a movie with like Jessica Chastain that was like a horror movie that he oh, directed that was like um, in a haunted house or something Crimson like that? Peak. Crimson what? Peak. I think that was it. Yeah. That it was, was before Shape of Water, right? Yes. That was Mm. The shape of water. Yes, the it shape was of before. Water. <laughs> the shape. The, the thy, thy shape of water. Thou. Um, yeah. Uh, and then the Crimson own, Peak. Yeah, that's what Crimson it's Peak. Mm-hmm. When did that come out? Uh, 2015. Mm. So two years before Shape of Water. Ah. And then the only other thing I know about it is, and I don't even know this, I just, just from people like joking about it, I think a woman fucks a fish man in it. <laughs> that's the okay. other, and I'm, that's like one of the things I was assuming mm-hmm. when I was kind of trying to come up with my plot is that's, like, well, she has to fuck a fish man at some mm-hmm. point. Yeah, here. that's the crux uh, of the plot. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's those are the things I know about it. Otherwise, okay. I don't really know anything about it. Perfect. Cool. Yeah. I, I didn't either when you picked mm. this or when we picked it for your episode. Mary had seen it. I had. Um, but three, yeah. Let me repeat three, three times. times. Thrice. Wow. Uh, so I'm going to tell you a couple tidbits about this movie. So just things that I found interesting when I watched it and when I researched it that are spoiler-free for the most part. (laughs) Okay, um, so this came out in 2017. I was surprised that Octavia Spencer is in this movie, which 
I think is fun for you to think about. Maybe think about who she plays in your plot. It's two hours long. Too long, I think. Every movie should be 90 minutes. two hours too long. (laughs) (laughs) Everything should be a TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) I still don't know what TikTok is. But But we laugh. (laughs) Uh, Okay. It took, they spent 20 million on it. It made almost 200 million worldwide. So it did super well. Wow. It's, Languages are English, American Sign Language, and Russian. Oh. So also okay. incorporate Twist. that. No, I think that might, okay. Okay. That okay. might ha- help the plot I, th- I thought yeah. of, actually. Although, if you know any ASL, we cannot do that on the air because that will not be great for podcast it's listening. not super conducive. I don't know any ASL, great. unfortunately. Um, yeah, so you know the director, Pan's Labyrinth. It was nominated for 13 Academy Awards. 13. It was the most nominated that I, year, I think. Yeah, right? and it won four. None of the acting or anything. It was director, produce, uh, design, score, picture. Okay, the only other thing I want to tell you is that there is a character that he wrote with Gandalf in mind, Ian McKellen, and Ian McKellen was not available. And so another actor, I don't know what his name is, but another actor ended up taking that role. Oh, I see. But mm. I, I think, think that's I very funny is. to be passionate about like we have to get Ian McKellen in this role (laughs) and writing a character for him I thought you were saying he wrote with the character of Gandalf in mind maybe with the character I think of him as Gandalf I mean Mm -hmm. what else is he I mean just like one of the most talented actors yeah uh, to ever every Shakespeare role and Professor X but no 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 not Professor X (laughs) 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 he was in the X-Men movies What a transformation he made for <laughs> Professor wow. X. I didn't realize you guys to were look such like Patrick Stewart. <laughs> I didn't realize you guys were such big Gandalf fans. Sorry. I mean, he is, uh, was nice. We're kind of so. McKellen heads over yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> oh what a ruckus following he has. Okay, so those are some tidbits. Tidbitlies. Um, okay. Mary is going to just share. Don't a couple. tell me what I'm about to do. Mary's going to share a couple of reviews. I'm going to share a couple of reviews um, from our sponsor, Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Our sponsor. Thank you so much. Rotten Tomatoes for always being there for us. No matter what time of night we call Rotten mm-hmm. Tomatoes is there. Cause you have to call them for reviews. <laughs> you do for the kind of reviews that I get. These are the best. And you guys have a discount code for anybody for who wants to pay for reviews mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to pay cool. for the reviews. Um, Erica, this comes from an expert, so usually I give like an expert testimony first. Uh, (laughs) Erica Kikakarona from the Nashville scene said, this creature is cut, chiseled, virile. Mm. You'd be forgiven if you find yourself a little turned on. Wow. Hmm. Okay. (laughs) I'm sure that whole review was just like, the fish man's hot. (laughs) The Nashville scene is just a smut paper. (laughs) And we can all admit that this final clip turned us on a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go Are we all admitting yes. that? Sure. Sure. Okay, yeah. sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, this is a cut ripped fish man. It's a cut ripped virile <laughs> fish man. Mm-hmm. Even though, anyways. Um, Matthew P. gave it half a star. Woo. Uh, and he said, honestly, as a film student, I really don't get the hype about this movie. I thought it was really poorly done. I couldn't take it seriously. Um, I had to include this because this guy was a film student. Wait, so they this. on Rotten Tomatoes they allow just random film yeah. students oh, to like yeah. Rotten Tomatoes is like Twitter. It's, oh, I didn't know that. I, I thought it was just like anyone, an aggregator for like media critic oh, no. reviews. It's oh no! Insane. Oh, and wow. Apparently, the percentage is 
means nothing. <laughs> nothing. There's just it's it's just about as reliable as Yelp. It's only yeah. the craziest people are going to leave reviews. Are right. Take the, the time. people are. And then also, be- it's like it's fresh if it gets what? What's like the percentage uh, above sixty or something? Yeah, so yeah it's which above means the it's like. Point. That means half the people liked it, half the people didn't. Right, but then also on top of that, it's like, well, if a film gets 60, it'll get that little fresh tomato mm-hmm. icon Freshy, in yeah. the same way that something that has 99% great yeah. reviews. Yeah. So you, yep. it's like, oh, you're equating this type of movie with this mm-hmm. type of movie. Yeah. Anybody who tells me, like, I'm like, do you want to go see this movie? They're like, oh, let's check Rotten Tomatoes. I'm like, there's absolutely no point. Mm-hmm. Let's just make yeah. our own decisions here. Although the, a fun thing to do is to watch, like, middle of the road Rotten Tomato movies because they're like so silly. They're bad good. Mm-hmm. So that's fun. Bad good is almost better than good good. Yeah. It is. Um, <laughs> Christian B gave it four stars. Uh, it said, it's very good, but there's a lot of nudity. Not pointless and in fact used maturely. But I think ultimately the movie would have been better without it. Wow. Christian felt very uncomfortable with the nudity. <laughs> Too much nudity. <laughs> Too many boobs. He ever saw. Um, I wasn't even thinking of that either. In my maybe I'll have I'll make an adjustment on the fly with more nudity. Yeah, now more I'm nudity. As I'm Spencer yeah. nude. It's yeah. just nice. every scene. Think of it as mm-hmm. Octavia Spencer's nude in it, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Gandalf throughout, and Gandalf. Um, the last one. I'll leave us with uh, kind of like an existential question here Great. that Polina Polina P posed. Polina P posed <laughs> a proposition question. Um, she gave it five stars and said the movie has a name. That does not seem to make any sense. How can water have a shape if it takes up any shape depending on a solid it is in? Wow. It sounds like somebody just learned about what water <laughs> about was liquid. and mm-hmm. then wanted to go to the internet and <laughs> talk about like <laughs> how smart she is about water. Hey. Water takes any shape that, you know, <laughs> container or whatever. Does more, Polina. I love how she says physical container yeah. or physical Something you pour it into yeah. physical. She's writing Thanks. her dissertation on Rotten Tomatoes. Also, I love the water. thing about like her thing is like the title has to make sense. <laughs> it <laughs> has to be something that you get immediately. It has to say, it has to be bad Santa. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it has to say exactly what it is. <laughs> she title. didn't get the movie is what yeah. she's saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't get anything. All right. Well, this clip is the end. Of the shape of water. Mm-hmm. This has actually been really helpful for me, listeners out there. Uh, for those of you who have seen The Shape of Water, sometimes you don't remember those final moments before the credits. And that's mm-hmm. what we shared with our guest. So now, spoiler, if you don't know, if you don't know what's happening, we're watching the end of The Shape of Water. Yeah. And this is the only thing I've seen from the movie. Yeah. Like, I don't even remember watching trailers of it. Like, maybe like the odd oh. commercial here and there, but. Cool. The ideal guest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're the ideal Can, can we pause ideal. as this is? Yes. So okay. I just kind of say, like, describe this as if you are describing it to a blind person. Set okay. the scene, any commentary, whatever. You can pause, play as okay. you want. I think you have to hit play like that when you're okay. ready. Can you use a space bar? I just tried. It didn't do anything. Let's see. Nope. <laughs> Yikes. Okay. Let's sit here and try for a while. All right, I'm pressing play. Okay, so before I press play, so right now right now the image is it's two people in uh, it's it's a, it's pouring rain. It's kind of like in an industrial looking area. It looks like this is the two people are whatever role um 
Ian McKellen was supposed to play and Octavia Spencer are in it and <laughs> Octavia Spencer has an umbrella and they are looking into like some sort of ditch thing and I'm pressing play now. Yeah, it's pouring rain. They're looking down into the ditch and then we cut to um, somewhere in the ditch where this, the fish man is swimming around a woman who's floating in the water and she's bleeding and she looks like she's dead or dying or something and then... And then he comes up to her, the fish man, kind of looks her right in, in the eyes and then brushes his hand on her neck and she forms gills, it looks like. It looks like she forms gills. And then he's like, I got to make out with this um, <laughs> woman now. And then the fish man kisses the woman her shoe floats off, and it seems like a real big moment. And then, yeah, they kind of float together. She floats up. And, yeah, there go the gills. They're still forming. <laughs> and then now she can breathe underwater. So she goes from looking like she was about to die, bleeding, and now she is alive she sees a fish man and i think at this point i remember there being some voice voiceover uh happening mm -hmm. um and there's some sort of poem or something and it seems like a big moment for them they hug they're still floating in water yeah and the ripped virile fish man is hugging <laughs> this woman who is almost dead and they're it's a very long hug very tender moment for them and then a shot of the two of them just floating in the water just by themselves so they're kind of backlit it is a really like well compositioned shot mm -hmm. shout out to yeah. Guillermo and then it fades out into the shape of water <laughs> the title and then that is the end of the movie do you get it do you get what the shape of water is? <laughs> Do you get it, Achilles? Um, get it? Well, I know that it doesn't... I don't get it. Listen, I was the person who reviewed... That was my alias. Polina. <laughs> that was my Polina is my Rotten Tomatoes alias. Wow, that's really a lot. So I got to do what you did where I watched that before I saw, mm. and it was really fun to see that out of context. So mm. you're welcome. So when you were watching it, you, you were like, oh, this is... Um, I see how they got from yeah. this to yeah. this. Like I watched it for the first time this week and it was fun for me. Yeah. Cool. Not so much fun for anyone else. No, <laughs> because they weren't there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Regardless of what you think of this movie, I think that ending shot is just so good. Mm -hmm. It's so pretty. Very pretty. It's so Very pretty. pretty. All right. Achilles. All right. What did Don't you, let us down now. Don't let us down. Okay. <laughs> Pressure's on. But what did you, what were you pulling when you first saw that clip, could you kind of walk us through what your initial thoughts were? My mm -hmm. initial thoughts were that, okay, so I, I got the sense that obviously it doesn't take place in modern times, mm -hmm. mainly because of the trench coats. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and, and, and I feel like all of his movies have this kind of like sense of, yeah, it's not, it's not a modern day kind of uh, fantasy. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, so we are, ending with two people who look like they were romantically involved in 
water and it has kind of like this dark romantic uh, tone. So I figured like the start of the movie must be the opposite of that, mm-hmm. right? Like the this idea of two people ending up together. So I'm guessing we probably don't start with the fish man. Also, I'm just going to call him fish man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Time. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we don't start with the fish man. <laughs> so I'm guessing we start with this woman, Eliza, who the voiceover mm-hmm. like said was, that was the we character's the name. Uh, name. Um, I think it's like in the 30s or 40s, again, mm-hmm. based on the trench coats and stuff. Um, and then since they she ends up with a fish man, my assumption is that she's like a very lonely, isolated type mm. of uh, character. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I almost thought time. like, yeah. I, <laughs> Checks out. <laughs> yeah. I almost thought it was like, since she ends up in water, it's like, wait, th- maybe the movie starts out in like a desert or something. But it's like, that to me was like too literal of a, <laughs> of a thought about it. So um, I figured it's like, okay, d- desert, isolation, whatever. Okay. So Eliza's like this mm. isolated person. It's in the 30s or 40s. And then, so when she transforms, when she forms the gills, that also made me think that she has some sort of like physical ailment that mm. prevents her from mm. not being isolated, right? Mm-hmm. Like from, yeah. from communicating in some way. And now that, that you had mentioned, Julie, that there's ASL in this, that mm-hmm. makes me think, well, maybe she is, uh, if she's not deaf, then maybe there's something where something with her throat or like with her voice mm-hmm. where yeah. she can't like speak in, in some way. Um, wow. So yeah, the, the gills make me think that she has some sort of physical aim that is, that is solved by this magical fish man um, mm-hmm. uh, at the end. Oh my gosh, um, I love it. And then, uh, and the fact that she's been shot, I think, or is bleeding anyway, means there's some sort of like dangerous element that has like led to this. There's, there's something wow. that has... Um, uh, happened. So maybe like, I figured like, okay, 30s, 40s, like the backdrop has to be like, I wondered if it's like the, the, they're like soldiers or something or if mm-hmm. it's like wartime, maybe mm-hmm. World War II or something like that. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. so, so to me that coalesces to like, our, we, we have our main character, Eliza, and she is this isolated, maybe bullied character, um, maybe like a soldier's wife or something, or just somebody who's mm-hmm. like surrounded oh. by soldiers or something mm-hmm. um, uh, in like the 30s or 40s with, with, I wrote down some undetermined physical ailment, but it makes me think that she's deaf or that she can't speak in, in some way. Um, and her life sucks. She lives her life, but people bully her until one day she stumbles on a fish man. So then I was like, wait, so why, why, how does she do that? How does she stumble on a fish man? I'm guessing she's like out on an errand for one of the people that bullies her. It's like, oh, you gotta, gotta go do this thing right now. And she's like, okay, I'll go do it. And then, um, yeah, she has out on an errand, uh, to like a lake or something, or maybe she has to go down to like a sewer or something like that. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, what errand? Can we specify the errand that's an errand? To a um, <laughs> you could clean up my ma- shit. <laughs> yeah, it, I think it's something like menial or or um, uh, something that nobody else wants to do. Like yeah. something mm-hmm. that that feels like yeah, throw this stuff away. Maybe it's even a bad thing. Like it's Ooh. like hide, you know, hide this stuff. Like throw it out in the, the know, sewers, in the sewers, or in in the lake, so nobody can find it. Um, so anyway, she goes down to. Let's just say the sewer, okay? Mm-hmm. And she goes down to like the basement of wherever um, uh, she lives to de- to deal with that, and then she stumbles on the fish man uh, mm-hmm. in this 
in in this um, sewer. And then obviously, well, what's the fishman doing there? Well, the fishman is first of all, in, the fishman is naked and but jacked and yeah. <laughs> muscular. <laughs> this fishman definitely works out. Um, you know, he's doing his his five by fives, like he's big. Doing pull-ups. Yeah, he's doing pull ups. He's definitely doing pull ups. But the fishman like monstrous when she first meets him. Like, is it scary? I think to me, yeah, she's initially scared, but like the fishman. I feel like is injured in some way because mm-hmm. I feel like in this type of mm-hmm. story, like I don't know why I thought of ET, but like it oh, felt more yeah. like of like an uh, this person is a vulnerable or this mm-hmm. fishman is a vulnerable mm-hmm. creature, mm-hmm. not something that needs. It's not like a black stallion; like he needs to be tamed. Right, right. Yeah. Um, so I figured. <laughs> so Eliza stumbles on uh, the fishman, and it's like not an alien; it's some sort of like secret magical creature that's been injured, um, and. You know, Eliza is like scared at first, but then realizes like, oh, this person, this thing is not um, not dangerous uh, to me. And then um, maybe she also recognizes like, uh, yeah, this thing is hurt, so I'm going to help this uh-huh. uh, creature. Kind soul. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. It did make me think. It really made me think of ET, like the. The creature out of its element. It's literally like a fish out of water Mm -hmm. like story, right? Wow. Um, The literal metaphor, (laughs) the literal metaphor. (laughs) Beautifully beautifully done by Guillermo del Toro. (laughs) That was his Um, entire inspiration for this film. (laughs) Fish out of water. Yeah, I want to be a fish out of uh, water story. Fish man out of water. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So from there, okay, so the fish man is injured. So now at this point, well, she has to nurse this fish man back to health she's, mm-hmm. since she's a good person she's been bullied um, yeah. she's isolated and lonely um, so she feels compelled to nurse this fish, ba- fish man um, back to health um, but obviously she feels like she has to do this in secret because people already are like what do you you know like we don't listen to you You're uh, she's already an outcast so she doesn't want this to become like another thing that you know she's um, yeah. uh, bullied for having a fish man could be pretty <laughs> alienating yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like if she's, you know, if she's telling somebody, oh, I have a fish man, whatever, uh, uh, I be like, okay, I have a fish man that I found. Okay. It's a fish fucker. <laughs> All right, Eliza. Um, and at this point, this is where wow. she starts building a bond with mm-hmm. the fish man in, um, some way. Mm-hmm. Is this the bond montage? Yes. I think it's a bond. <laughs> building a bond montage. Bond montage where bond she... So I think this is where like the physical ailment might come into play also because like she can't quote unquote properly communicate with anybody else in her life, mm-hmm. but she establishes some sort of connection with the fishman in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's hurt. She's kind of a broken person, um, but maybe they like he has like telepathic because he's like. Mm. Maybe his telepathic powers. The one that made me think of that was like, well, he's a fish man. He doesn't just speak like, like the language, man. you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. He has to be able to link with her and communicate with her in a, in some way. So maybe there's like a telepathic thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, this is like really intimate for her because it's like she hasn't really communicated in a way where um, she has ha- that you know connection, a personal connection with um, somebody else. Uh, but it's also weird because it's like they're different species mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she finds herself through this bonding montage that like she is <laughs> falling more in love with the fish man and the fish man is falling in love with her weirdly. But it's like, oh, it's weird because what are you and what am I? Um, how do we 
what is like a shot that we see? Like I could understand how we know from her perspective that she's falling in love because it takes one shot to mm-hmm. communicate that to us. Mm-hmm. But how do we know that the fish is falling in love with her? I think it's like, I wonder if it's like two mirroring shots. One is, so Eliza has the fish man in like her bathtub, just like, you know, just soaking in there, recuperating. And then the fish man gets up and he's jacked. He's like <laughs> six pack, kelp abs, you know? And then, you know, just a shot of, of Eliza in the background, kind of like eyeing the fish man, being like, oh, what's that all about? You know, like, and then, and then a similar shot of, um, the fish man in the bathtub, just hanging out. And then Eliza comes in and then he's kind of like looking at her like, whoa, what's, what's her, maybe she's like also in shape or I don't know. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also in the shape of water. Um, (laughs) uh, So she, she kind of like helps to nurse him back to health, Mm -hmm. but she has like, she has allies along Mm -hmm. the way. So this is, I'm guessing where Gandalf and Octavia Spencer uh, come in. Um, She really wants to tell people what's up. He sees her doing a human thing, like like in Twilight when she's mm-hmm. like, I have to brush my teeth. You wouldn't get it. Have you guys seen that? <laughs> I haven't <laughs> seen that, but line no. from the movie. No, I think but that's... Like, <laughs> he just like marvels at something like hair brushing. I, get, I, I, I like, think it's <sighs> like she takes a shower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's where the nudity is. And then he's like, I'm always taking... Sh-. Like, I'm technically always taking showers. <laughs> in his fish brain. <laughs> I'm surrounded by water. Um, oh my gosh. Uh, he's only attracted to her when she's wet. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, this I can relate to. Yeah. Yes. You must before, be in water. <laughs> before she was so dry. Yeah. Before I was like, no way. But now... Um, so then, yeah, she tells... She tells Gandalf and Octavia Spencer. And I'm guessing they're, they're like the Gandalf guy is um, like a scientist or something or like part of the like larger world of the soldiers or whatever, like the people who have bullied her. But she, he kind of like is an ally uh, to her and Octavia Spencer. I don't know. I just found out she was in the movie. So she so, is also maybe friendly to uh, uh, Eliza. Mm-hmm. Um and then they help um, kind of nurse the fishman uh, back to health. But at this point, I'm thinking, well, <laughs> if there's a scientist, th- he's probably doing some experiments on the fishman. Um, sure. He's doing experiments under the guise of like helping the fishman uh, try to recover. Ah. And then obviously Eliza is like, oh, this is a little bit weird, but I want him to get better. So this is, you know, I'm, I'll allow this uh, to happen. And the fishman gets stronger and uh, stronger. Um, and again, there's like the the kind of the heightening of the tension between, um, Mm -hmm. the romantic tension between Eliza and the fish man, because they know this is, this is, uh, uh, a little bit weird. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think through this kind of sequence that we kind of reveal the fish man's whole deal, maybe he was like an experiment or, or something and he was like trying to escape, but he has all these powers, which means he's a threat. So then it's mm-hmm. like that now you really can't have people uh, finding out about this. He's so we find out. How do we find out that he is has been a scientific experiment? Is it the scientist? Is Gandalf the scientist, the I, one that uncovers it? I think he communicates it to Eliza <gasps> in some way. Oh, like Harry Potter style, where he can like put his hand on her head and then like give her the memory, right? Yeah, you know. Um, oh, cool. Yes, That's a Harry Potter uh, or thing. or some sort of telepathic mm, yeah. thing. Um, instead of uh, to make this 
to pivot this to a Harry Potter thing instead mm-hmm. of like a pensive thing yes, where that's the word you're, I was yeah, oh. yeah. Um, Wait, so Gandalf, mm-hmm. he could be doing something you said under the guise of helping, mm-hmm. but really he could be like accidentally feeding him like fish steroids. Yeah. I'm guessing since they're kind of like caretakers at the end, uh, at the very end of the movie, we see that both of them, that mm-hmm. he is good. Like he wants it to, he wants it to work out, but like he accidentally like lets yeah. out to the people who would be a threat that like, mm-hmm. oh, there's this fish man and, you know, um, Eliza's yeah. been taking care of him. Um, and then I think at this point he's well enough where they have they have their big romantic sex moment where it's like oh you're you're well oh i can't believe it like you've been through so much i've been through so much eliza been through so, so much and then um they yeah they have their big fish man eliza sex scene how and many minutes long do we want i'm to guessing that's it? <laughs> it's a full like 10 minute it's like mostly like just Where like splashes of water on oh. camera in the tub or in the sewer <laughs> i think they'll do it in the tub um but again yeah he's jacked and hot this fish man Dude, your movie um, is this movie is so weird. <laughs> I'm into it. Um, but then right after this, so anytime, you know, like the, the two romantic uh, leads have a great moment, there's mm-hmm. always a bad moment yep. right after bad it, guys right? Closing so in, right? I think this is, yeah, bad guys close in. Uh, I think this is like they have this, this connection, and this is when um, people find out about the existence of the fish man, um, <gasps> which means, yeah, the secret's out. The scientist has, you know, accidentally betrayed Eliza. He didn't mean to, but, um, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, he exposes the existence of the fish man. So now Eliza has to go from healing the fish man to like protecting the fish man and, you know, allowing him or helping him, uh, escape. Yeah. Um, so we kind of see our typical getaway movie sequences here, which yes. like they try to get out of whatever compound, uh, uh, they're in. Oh. Um, there's a chase. It's like a close call, and but it's like hard because the fishman's a fish, and the you know it's like he <laughs> doesn't really doesn't really run. So he, he they have <laughs> she maybe she like since she's kind of this outcast person, she has like she has knowledge of mm-hmm. this space and knows like all the different um, nooks and crannies of it, and, and um, she's like, all right, go down here because that has water, and then you can mm-hmm, swim out mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. way, and then uh, you know I'll meet you over here, and then. Um, uh, we'll go out to the lake or whatever. I'm just picturing if how awkward it would be for this fish man to run. Just that full yeah. speed of fish man running, just like <laughs> the famous line. She's like, he doesn't run. He swims and there's no water. He's just on a dry ground, just kind of like flopping around like a fish. He can't run. She grabs Gandalf by the shoulders. Yeah. Uh-oh. The shape of, what happened? The shape of butter. <laughs> I mean, somebody has to say it. Yeah, the shape of butter. <laughs> Actually, somebody does say it at the end with the the poem, oh, right? The po- yeah. Um, right. Anyway. Oh. anyway. Oh, wait, I wanted to ask, do we have, uh, is there one specific antagonist or is it just kind of in general? These. Um, um, I feel like it's probably, yeah, some like general or something like that or, mm-hmm. or some, one of the, one of the people that was bullying her that, um, is confining her and isolating her in some mm. way. I, initially, I thought it was like maybe like she has like a shitty husband or something like mm-hmm. that, um, oh. or that type of authority mm-hmm. uh, figure who's kind of uh, yeah. The, he's he's like 
he's the person who's controlling her life. Which um, would explain why she lives in the compound. Right. Because he's like in control of all of it. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so yeah, so th- this, this villain, this main villain guy is, is um, chasing them down. They <laughs> barely escape. Um, and yeah, all these forces are trying to capture the fish man. And I think eventually they do. Um, capture the fish man in some Shit. way uh, because the fish man is, is some sort of threat or maybe they can use the fish man mm-hmm. in some way. Like the fish man has powers that they can mm-hmm. use to defeat their enemy. Hitler. Yeah. Hitler. This fish man's going to take Hitler <laughs> down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out where Russian comes in, like the Russian language thing right. comes in here. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I mean, um, you said they're s- soldiers. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they're trying to <laughs> defeat the, the Russian. Or well, maybe, that wouldn't make sense. Maybe the fish turns out the fishman knows Russian. Yeah, yeah. It's so the one language he knows. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't put it past the fishman to be a real polymath. Um, <laughs> he just uh, watched a bunch of Russian movies <laughs> down in the sewer. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they capture. Yeah, these these evil forces capture the fishman, and now Eliza has to um, use all the things she's learned to be her own woman and make. Yeah, like uh, get him to uh, escape, right? Like help him to escape, mm-hmm. trying to trying to um, get the fishman out of the clutches of the bad guys. Mm-hmm. And then she stands up to the people who have bullied her her whole life. Um, and with the help of Octavia Spencer and uh, Gandalf, uh, she helps the fishman mm-hmm. um, escape. Um, but then there's like one final kind of getaway sequence where she is shot yeah and then um that's where she ends up in maybe she's shot and then she's kind of left for dead and the soldiers like you know uh uh throw her into that uh (gasps) ditch brutal oh yeah absolutely brutal (laughs) um and at this point they're like well the fish man's gone we don't know where the uh the fish man is and then the fish man you know finds a way to get away and then this is where we get into the ending where Mm -hmm. um the water uh, yeah, the fishman goes into the water and then sees the Eliza, um, and yeah, they have that moment where they're finally together, away from yeah. the 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 war or whatever. Like it seems like water is like equal safety in mm-hmm. this um, movie. Um, yeah, they're finally safe from uh, everybody else um, trying to undermine their love. Um, wow. And then, yeah, she had to sacrifice her old life to start this new life with the fish man. So, we, so she will become a fish woman. woman. And, and then the shape of water. Fish man and wife. It's like yeah. Rapunzel. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. I have, I have an idea. Yeah. Just real quick before we wrap this up. So I have a lot of ideas. When she is sent on the errand mm-hmm. in the beginning, let's say she lives at this compound or whatever. Mm-hmm. She has some habit or like thing that like clogged something or broke something and they're like, you fucking fix it. So like, she mm. has to go down to like the cellar mm-hmm. and then she like finds like the secret garden, which is like the water he lives in. She yeah. has a habit that clogs a yeah. drain. Like she, what would that she like flushes. Achilles? <laughs> yeah. Corn, so down, <laughs> corn on the cob <laughs> down the toilet a lot. Yeah. So she cl- clogged it with your fucking corn. Yeah. Maybe she has a thing that she likes to do for fun uh-huh. that, 
is like, well, this thing that you like to do for fun, it's screwing up our sewer. Yep. You know? Yeah. <laughs> what is yep. this thing that she does for fun? It screws up the sewer. You do Listen, it know. writes itself. Okay, maybe it she writes doesn't itself, go to okay? the cellar sewer. Maybe she has to go to the basement to like do something. Mm-hmm. What does she do with the she basement? Like, That's uh, fun. She does something with the pipes. Yeah. <laughs> Was she a blue man, member of the blue yes, man group? She yes. bangs on the pipes? Anyway, so she when she's doing this thing that Mary's going to think of, mm-hmm. uh, she, like in the secret garden where like you're in the garden, but oh, then yeah. like you open and there's like a magical underlayer mm-hmm. of it. That's where she finds that beautiful blue water mm. and finds him for the first time. So that's where it ends. Ah. Uh, I like that's that. That's where it ends. I'm adding that to your story. That's yes. where it ends. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. That, yeah. Sure. That's good. <laughs> that checks out. Mm-hmm. I, I have a question. I have like a uh, another existential question. Oh, geez. Uh, so Pan's Labyrinth, we're all familiar. Mm-hmm. The end of the movie, it's up to debate whether that's the little girl's like dying moment. You know, she's shot, spoiler, she's shot and then it's dying. And movie. then it, she like goes to the magical world with her mom and is like there beside her as the princess. Right. Remember this. Is this, is the end of this movie like that oh interesting is it is it true that is it really happening that she's being made into a fish or is it like her dying moment Mm. like the last Mm. thing she thinks of do they both make it or do they not hmm in pan's labyrinth it seems like the way like the dream sequences worked with like the real life Mm -hmm. stuff felt like you could read it either way Mm -hmm. where you might think like some people might think like, oh, she's dead. Mm -hmm. And then this is just like, you know, her, her last dying memory, um, or fantasy. Uh, or you can go the other way where you can, you can think that it's like, um, like a happy ending to me. This feels like a little bit more just like literal. Like this is what, this is what happened rather Mm -hmm. than the thing that, um, Eliza thinks happened. Um, yeah, I don't know why it feels more literal to it's me. It's a literal metaphor. Yeah. Shape of water. Shape of water. It's clear, mm-hmm. clear, mm-hmm. Uh, clear metaphor. Your story reminds me a lot, I'm realizing, of The Little Mermaid. Yes. Because she she, give, she sells her voice to the octopus to, <laughs> it's like reversed. <laughs> to the is octopus? Ursula an octopus in that? Yeah. Isn't oh my she God. She's an octopus? She is an octopus. What? Yes, I've never. I, I just thought she was like a Big like purple. Yeah, like a creature. She has eight, like black legs. Whoa, that have the suction. Cup well, things when on I them. think of like Ariel, the little, I think of her as a mermaid. So I thought Ursula was. What's the what's the magical creature that is like has octopus? Oh, the kraken. Yeah. She's a kraken. <laughs> Ursula's a kraken. And she's a kraken. <laughs> Clearly. Right, problem solved. Anyway. Um, wow. Okay. But yeah, the, the Ariel thing made me think, or the, the, this movie made me think of uh, Little Mermaid also, because mm. in that one, there is a transformation yeah. because of like a physical thing. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's what made me think of it in, for this movie also. Right. Well, I, Little Mermaid. I think that this movie is a fairy tale. I mean, the real one. Mm-hmm. Um, which I wanted to point out that Del Toro, I I'm so scared of saying his name wrong. Guillermo. 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 It's <laughs> Will in Spanish. William. Will Del Toro. Mm-hmm. He got <laughs> in trouble with like several different accusations of plagiarism for this movie. Mm. And one of them was a play 
that's called like the dolphin man and the woman or something. I made that up, but it's like, that's the plot. He's like, I swear I've never read it. He never got in trouble, but he got accused of a lot of things. The whole time I was watching it, I was like, this movie, I really did not like it at all. And I was like, this movie reminds me of like Mermaid Amelie. Mm. <laughs> like it's like got like that art film vibe. Yes. And then after watching it, I was reading the Wikipedia article on the movie and the creators of Amelie accused him of plagiarizing because it's like the same color schemes and like a quiet female lead who has like black hair and like doesn't ever speak. Like all of it is like very stylized like mm. Amelie. Anyway, and Guillermo's like, are you crazy? My lead fucks a merman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> completely different. The movie is like, it reminds me of like Area 51 with mermaids and Amelie. That's like what the movie the is. The actual movie. Yeah. And, uh, Which you got basically exactly right. Yeah. Really? You got yeah. the entire movie correct. That was insane. <laughs> we were trying not to let on to it, but both Julie and I were making eye contact. We were like, he picked like, He's the entire the movie, movie. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. From right, yeah, I'm very curious so, to know what what I got close to. Yeah, literally, I mean, everything. literally everything. So, I mean, the the <laughs> the specifics are a little bit more like they're a uh, um, the enemy. I don't think they're associated with the. They are associated with the. Yeah, war, but it's like Area 51. But it's like, like Area it's 51. like a secret oh, okay. like to compound. Develop, yeah. Secret weapons to and defeat. F- mm-hmm. And then she works there. She She's works a mute there. Yeah. Maid. But that's literally the only thing. That wow, I nailed that. Otherwise, that's- yeah, <laughs> everything else, which I wondered, I was like, shit, should I have not told you ASL was or sign language? But I think nope, you, but I already, I already thought already, there was. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So it's in the 60s. Oh, um, 60s. The soldiers are like government employees, but like in the movie, they feel very soldier-esque. Like they mm-hmm. all have weapons. It's like a highly se- secure compound. She's in isolation um, the first scene, she's like in the bath, which mm. you were like, I wonder if it starts in a desert, but that seems too obvious. And it like starts with her masturbating in the bathtub. It's a lot, by the mm-hmm. way. The nudity, that review is not wrong. Like you, it just starts <laughs> with her naked masturbating. You're like, what is mm. this movie? I mean, it's prepping us. Yeah. She's going to fuck a fish later. So we got to yeah. start somewhere. <laughs> in the water. That's true. In the yeah. water. Uh, but yeah, she has to do an errand. Why did I write that down? Oh, because she's like cleaning and she finds him in captivity. And you were like, Mm -hmm. he's probably injured. He was. He's in captivity. He's injured. Oh, okay. And she like teaches, she like nurses. They get him out in like the classic escape with the van, Mm -hmm. like you described. Mm -hmm. And she like nurses him to health in her bathtub. (laughs) I got it. (laughs) You nailed it. (laughs) She like pours salt in it because he's a saltwater creature. He's just chilling in the so bathtub weird. all the um, time. Wait, learned- so when when she first discovers him, so like <laughs> when Eliza discovers the fish man, he's like just like in like a pool of water, yeah. Like mm-hmm. and he's it's like clearly like up. a lab or yeah. something. And then is she like, oh, I shouldn't have seen this, or I like what was her reaction? Was it that like uh, I have to help this thing now? It's clearly, yeah. yeah. She, it was because mm-hmm. yeah. she just keeps there is a montage um, where she just keeps going back and teaching him <laughs> language and montage. giving him food and like giving him hard boiled eggs. Giving him hard boiled so eggs. So weird. Yeah. Wow. So gross. But yeah, it's very um, like sterile and creepy. The environment they have to like clock in. And Octavia Spencer's her coworker, and she like watches out for her because she's mute. So she's always like, Eliza, you forgot to like sign out or whatever. Mm. And they do the like like log in, log out time in whatever yeah and 
they're like not supposed to be in certain rooms at certain times. Like it's very strict. So she she basically sees something she's not supposed to, I guess. Mm-hmm. And they have an immediate connection where he like reaches for the glass, mm. and she's like, "I must." teach him sign language and feed yeah. him eggs and free him. <laughs> it's the only reasonable thing to do in this situation. Yeah. And yeah. Jo- the Gandalf and Octavia Spencer just like help her. Mm-hmm. So what is the Gandalf character? His, like her neighbor. Mm-hmm. But very friendly neighbor. Neighbor doesn't work at the... Mm-mm. No. So I got that wrong. Her. He's not that like a scientist. But there is a scientist guy who like works at the plant yeah. and like goes rogue to help yeah. them. You so like you blended them. Oh. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> really rude to that actor, but yeah. Man, actor, know for budgetary reasons, you gotta combine not, a couple of the characters. Not Ian McKellen, but is another really, really great actor whose name I'm blanking on. You would uh, recognize him from literally everything. The, like a British actor? He's not British even. He's, I'm trying to think of what else he's in. Who, w- playing the scientist? Playing the next door neighbor. Oh, um, I'll look it up. Yeah, you but yeah, it's them immediately. It's you got it all right. I'm never gonna have a hard boiled egg, <laughs> and this movie is beautiful to look at. But like, I wouldn't watch it if I were you. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? Um, yeah. What made you dislike it so um, much? I think the the main thing is like when I watch something, I want to care like the stakes. I have to care about the stakes. That's S T A K E S. There are no I have other to care about the stakes. Red yeah. <laughs> Although I do like a steak. Um, and in this movie, I I didn't sympathize with Eliza. She she not because of her performance, but just like I I didn't feel bad for her because she seemed to be like a she's mute and she has like a st- steady job and like has a best friend next door neighbor. Like she seemed fine. To me. But she was isolated. Yeah, but... Mm-hmm. So anyway, then I didn't feel bad for her. And then when she was very oddly connected to a humanoid, like, amphibious man or whatever he's called, I wasn't, like, rooting for them. Mm. <laughs> like... I was. I don't... I didn't care. I don't like that he was, like, an experiment. He was, like, captured and they were just doing surgeries on him to find out what he was. Mm-hmm. But the villain, like what you said, the general or whatever, the guy in charge, he, I was just like, fuck this guy, but I didn't care. Yeah. Mm. He, the only thing that I take issue with, I think generally the story is very beautiful. Um, but the thing that I take issue with is that all of the characters are really kind of tropey and generalized. And maybe that's having to do with it being like a fairy tale esque story. Mm-hmm. But like mm-hmm. even the guy that plays the general, another really great actor who I'm blanking on. I'm looking it up right now. He's Let's in um, Boardwalk Empire. He's like Captain who does he play in? Gotta kind of Michael Shannon. Michael Richard Shannon. Jenkins. Oh, Mike. Michael yes. Shannon's in, in this yeah, movie. Yeah, he's the villain, and he's just like a very stereotypical villain. Yeah. He's with, a good villain. Yeah, he is. He, is he can good. play he's a very scary. nuanced villain though, and this one is just like interesting. general bad guy. Well, you've seen it three times now, right, yeah. Mary? Yes, yeah. I have. So what... <laughs> so through the three times, does that, like, would you side on, like, I think it's a good movie, or this is a... Because you, Julie's very in the bad movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, camp, I would never watch like. it again. I would never recommend it to anyone. I And it won Best Picture. Mm-hmm. It won Best Picture. Uh, I like... I'm in love with the idea of it. I don't. I didn't like the execution of it, hmm. but I do think it's again. I watch it to go to sleep, or have watched it to go to sleep. So it's very pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, pretty. But the whole idea of it, I think, is really beautiful and nice. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't. It was just kind of lazy on the kind of heavy yeah. writing execution part of it. Yeah, it relied too much on it just being a cool idea. Yeah, 
It's heavy-handed. Like, like you're yeah. squarely in the middle. Yes. You're, you're yeah. ambivalent yes. to it. Yes. It's somebody, a, somebody sway me mm-hmm. one way or another. I'll sway you. Well, I think one reason I didn't end up watching it was, um, well, I, yeah, I, I guess I didn't like love the idea mm-hmm. of it too much. Like I like, I kind of like, I guess the idea of Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro's like next project or whatever. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, like part of it too was just like uh, fish man, they fuck whatever, mm-hmm. and it's like. Okay, well, like, well, that's not making me want to see <laughs> the movie. No. Does that happen in the middle of the movie? I think it's yeah. squarely in the middle of the movie. They and you the don't fish. even see it. But there is. It's a cut. Like, they embrace, and then they, yeah. it just, And then you hugging. just assume. You that, assume. But yeah. Octavia Spencer and the Eliza have a conversation, and she's, like, talking about how she fucked the fish. Um and wow. Eliza's or uh, Octavia Spencer's like, how? And does the one motion a... she does is she goes. <laughs> and Octavia how? Spencer's like, it's my favorite. For those can who you can't describe? see it, yeah. my hands are cut. I think it's sign language they open, for penis. They open and then down comes the fish penis. Down. I don't know if you can. Well, <laughs> down, down comes, comes the fish down, <laughs> We'll do, when we release this episode, we'll do a instructional video of me. Yes. Doing the sign, <laughs> just a gif of you doing that. Just yeah. a gif. It's it is very up. heavy-handed. I laughed a lot when you said literal metaphor because it's funny, but also because this movie is kind of all that. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. it's like anti-government, anti like. Well, okay. One thing that's beautiful that I read is Octav- Octavia Spencer said that she liked how the. Okay, so everyone's, like, isolated. Everyone, all the main characters, well, not all the main characters, but, like, nobody can speak, basically. And Octavia Spencer was speaking about how she found it cool that he wrote it in a way that, like, sign language, her, like, black coworker, like, all these people are speaking for her who Mm -hmm. wouldn't maybe always get a chance to speak. So it's, like, a kind of a cool thing where it's, Mm. you know... Mm-hmm. Communication is like presented in a very interesting way because sometimes there's subtitles with Russian. Sometimes there's like she's doing sign language and people are like translating out loud. So there's a lot of cool like that kind of layers. But in terms of just the broad storytelling of her falling in love with someone unusual, mm-hmm. that wasn't my thing. Where did it take place again? It's supposed to be in- Baltimore in the 60s. Oh. I think, and I think they filmed it in Canada. Yeah. Maybe this is, I'm sure somebody's already talked about this, but I think the backdrop of it being Baltimore in the 60s, mm-hmm. there's something to be said about uh, interracial relationships. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I was Though yeah. it may not have been the appropriate choice to make it a fish man right. and like portray it that way. Yeah. I think that's what they were mm-hmm. somewhat Like these marginalized at. groups yeah. being represented. Mm-hmm. In an interesting way, a different way. Yeah. yeah. In a fantasy world. Was Russian a big part of the movie? They like or that was just him. I don't know. There's a Russian, the Russian spy. Movie. There's a spy. Mm-hmm. And then the voiceover. So there's <laughs> voiceover at the end. Does that happen throughout? No. Mm-hmm. I honestly don't even know who it is. Is it Giles? Is it the Phibian? Amphibian? <laughs> it's the Fishman talking. <laughs> the Fishman wrote a poem. Uh, no, <laughs> I, don't I don't know who. I forget. I would have to listen to it again. But mm-hmm. that's not like a constant thing. No. I think that's literally probably just the poem that inspired Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, to write an entire movie. I feel like in like voiceovers in movies are usually some character like oh, it, talking about 
it is the next door neighbor. Uh, That's what it is, Giles. Yeah. How British is that, Mm -hmm. Giles? Mm -hmm. Um, It's really funny because when we've had movies on our show that we love, we don't talk about them. We're like, we don't want to spoil this for you. You should go watch it. Like, we don't want to talk about it. And when it's a movie I don't like, I'm like, I'll tell you every (laughs) fucking detail. She just really doesn't want you to like it or watch it. (laughs) Well, we had someone on who hadn't seen Sixth Sense and they didn't know anything. And wow. I was like, we don't mm-hmm. want to ru- actually ruin this. Yeah. yeah. It's like one of the most iconic endings mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, technically it's already been ruined for them because they watched the right. last 90 right. seconds, mm-hmm. but we tried to preserve some of the yeah. integrity. Yeah. Anyway, that was awesome. You guessed yeah. the movie pretty much I'm like you've seen I'm impressed with myself. It. Yeah. I think you should be. Out of how many episodes have we done? This is like the 30th. 30th. Oh, happy Ish. birthday. Happy know. 30th. Happy 30th. I think you've gotten... The most Nearly correct closest. in my memory. Yeah. The closest. And I really, I really swear, I've, the stuff I listed earlier about the stuff I knew about it, that's all I knew mm-hmm. about it. Yeah, we don't believe, believe you. And we when we go you. off air, we're going to interrogate you. <laughs> you Show got us your so much history. right. Yeah. Uh, the ending, our guest for Shawshank Redemption guessed a lot of things right as well. But you what? were Shawshank? She made Morgan Freeman and the main guy. A couple. I <laughs> <laughs> don't think that's, they were, that really they changes. were a jail couple. Yeah, <laughs> that really, it really changes the movie. Yeah. But it makes you yeah. think. Uh-huh. <laughs> you won. You won. Spoiler. Yeah. Well, I didn't even know it was a competition. <laughs> Get a bag um, of cereal marshmallows. Yes. <laughs> nice. Oh, yum. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much for coming on our show. Yeah. Thank, thank you for you. having um, me. Would you like to tell our listeners if, like, if they liked you on our show, mm-hmm. where they could maybe follow you on social media or see you perform or any of your accolades that you'd like to share? Sure. Um, on social media, I am at astamate, A-S-T-A-M-A-T-E for everything, Instagram, mm-hmm. Twitter, et cetera. Um, and then if you want to come watch me perform, I perform Saturdays at 9 p.m. with my improv group Airwolf at UCB at Subculture. And then I perform on Sunday nights at ASCAT at the Hell's Kitchen Theater at UCB. And then I'm, you know, on the internet elsewhere. Mm -hmm. He lives on the internet. I live there. I have a question for you about ASCAT. Mm -hmm. Who is number one, two part question. Who's the coolest guest you've met? And then mm-hmm. who is someone you missed when you weren't performing one week that you were bummed about missing? Um, coolest monologue guest that I've personally met was Mark Hamill. Oh, cool. Luke Skywalker himself. <laughs> oh, that's um, cool. And that was, because I love, the Star Wars movies are my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. So like that was like, oh my God, that's my childhood oh my like, gosh uh, that's cool and so then it was it was too. really cool and he was <laughs> so super nice like i got a picture with him and stuff and and very very uh uh cool experience and just like a really nice person that's um, awesome because i feel like sometimes you'll meet like a celebrity and it's like not mm-hmm. what yeah. you expect it to be your idols yeah and he was exactly <laughs> what what um what I thought he would be. Wow, um, that makes up for anyone you would have missed, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. And I'm trying to think of like who who I've missed. I mean, there are a couple people who like um I don't know if I've missed anybody like huge one since I've been doing the show, but I used to intern at the show and then there would always be like a lot of really big mm-hmm. celebrities. Um one I, I mean, I saw the show and it was a disaster. Like the show was a disaster, but it was like Chevy Chase was the monologist. 
and oh and it was it, it, he was he's like I mean just terrible just yeah I've heard terrible. he's a terrible guy he, oh, he was the worst. so he came I was an intern and he came um, the week before um, he did monologues to so just watch mm-hmm. the show and and since I was interning I was you know like tasked with like um, basically taking care of him making sure that he had everything he needed and then. Um, you know, he's sitting down, the show's about to start. And I was like, can I get you a drink or anything like that? And he's like, oh yeah, sure, sure, sure. And then he takes out his wallet and then pretends to fumble around with like the change and his Mm -hmm. like, so he was, he was trying to be on the entire, entire time and trying to do bits the entire time. It's really frustrating. And then when he did his monologues, (laughs) when he did his monologues, it was like, so you, so you're supposed to get a suggestion and tell just a true mm-hmm. story, yeah. you know, just like, yeah, you're just telling a story. Yeah. And then his thing was, got a suggestion and he was just trying to make up a story, but that pepper it in with like these really lame jokes and it was really awkward. Infuriating. Um, yeah. It Michael was, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like I'm, it was interesting to watch that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I guess I'm glad that I, uh, like I wasn't performing on the show at, at, at that time. Like that was years and years. I mean, that was so, so long ago. Like I wouldn't have even been wow. performing then, but um, I'm, that was one thing where I was, I was like, it would have been cool to just be on the back line of that show and just see like, wow, this is a disaster. I can't believe this is, this is happening. Watching it implode. Uh, yeah. Oh God, uh, that makes Chase. me sad, but also angry. Yeah. Because I've just heard he's generally not a good guy. That's so. amazing. But, Luke Skywalker. That's yeah, Luke dope. Skywalker. Amazing. Awesome. Amazing. Yeah. Every time I go, I feel like it's just someone I've never heard of, but mm-hmm. then their stories are always great because mm-hmm. they're just like there to do the right thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, actually, like a couple of weeks ago, we had um, Steve from Blues Clues, who's like the original <gasps> oh, cool. Blues Clues. I've heard he's awesome. He was really great. And the only two times I've seen, so I was hosting that that show. <laughs> And um, when I introduced him, there was a huge gasp and then <laughs> raucous applause yes. slash standing ovation yes. from the crowd when he came out. Awesome. And the only other time that has happened was when Mark Hamill <laughs> was wow. introduced. So it like the the pre, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, like standing ovation, even before he started doing yeah. anything was mm-hmm. like, yeah, the only two times it's happened are yeah. the two of them. I knew that's amazing. They're on par with each other for yeah. sure. That's amazing mm-hmm. for sure. Wow. Well, thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you so much. You killed. Yes. <laughs> you killed a fish man. He's like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Yay! Yay! That was incredible. That was fun. This podcast is produced by Rock Rising. Come follow us on Instagram, and if you want to hear more podcasts, visit rockrising.org. Thanks.